deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. This is Devin Leary. Devin and I were just talking about um, our codependence. And you guys, it's an issue. I don't think it is. I think it's actually good. And I think people, okay, let me stop trying to manage people's lives and then get back to me. Let me know how that goes for you. Meanwhile, all all my ex-boyfriends are like, it's going really well, actually. I'm famous now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, for some of them. Isn't it funny to imagine me hopping on the pod and being like, I've actually never been better and I am so emotionally balanced. And like, if, if one of us said that, can you imagine the concern the other one would feel? I can't imagine that, especially given that I'm showing up to this pod today, having woken up from a nap just before with Neosporin all over my arms and hands from being attacked by my nemesis slash love of my life which is a cat that i just got very cute cat and you know how i feel about cats and i think that's a very cute cat and i have side effects from the prozac i got my i got my one medical doctor checking in from medical doctor from all the times i've gone in with hypochondria episodes about the side effects from my prozac I am like an expert on herpes because of my hypochondria in my early 20s where I kept on having unprotected sex then wearing I have herpes. And so when anyone thinks they have herpes, I literally go through the check. I'm like, okay, when was the last time you had sex? Okay, three weeks from then you're supposed to have a very high fever where you struggle with walk. Like nobody knows. I remember you telling me. (laughs) I remember you (laughs) telling me the high fever thing years ago. But I couldn't remember if it was that's a, a week after having sex with someone with AIDS or someone with herpes. Well, either way, listen, it's 
It's treatable, but it's it's not great either way. I, I just want to say that I've never had sex with someone who had AIDS. I had sex with someone who had been in a relationship with a drug user, and that freaked me out. But I remember us both driving in a car, and one of us thought we had herpes. The other one thought we had AIDS. <laughs> and there was a beautiful moment of friendship where I turned to you and I said, I know you don't have herpes. And you turned to me and said, I know you don't have AIDS. I know. And I just want to say the tests proved that I'm negative. I, I feel like I need to say that I, I don't have HIV or AIDS. And, and But also like Princess Diana, I don't feel like there needs to be a stigma around that. But I would also just like to say that. And Well, um, I, don't, I don't know if I have herpes because there's no way to test for it. But, you know. You don't because you would have an outbreak. Come on. Don't make me go through my spiel. Um, <laughs> okay. Anna Dickinson, who's a really funny comic, she was talking about how she has herpes and like was freaking out about it and so couldn't sleep at night. So she called the suicide hotline and this woman, Pam, picked up and was like, hey, like what's going on? And she was like, I have herpes. And Pam goes, <laughs> oof. <laughs> that is funny. And she's like, so then I had to talk Pam down. <laughs> <laughs> oof. Oh, my God. No, my therapist was like, in this day and age, can we just like, div- like, can you stop obsessing about that? Like, it's a very common STD. Um, yeah. Again, because I treatable. have OCD, I feel like it's necessary for me to say I don't have it. But that doesn't mean that I know people who do and they live fine, healthy sex lives. They're married. Everyone's OK. OK. On today's episode, we are going to do a highbrow, midbrow, lowbrow. Remember that, kids? And I'm going to say it once again. Highbrow, midbrow, lowbrow, because there's a lot of categories there and we could get distracted. Wait, do you think we should get a Patreon, by the way? No, because I think you only get that if you don't have support. (laughs) I have no support in my life. I'm really lonely. I'm actually looking for someone to be codependent with me. You know, like I'm codependent with other people and I'm looking for someone who feels like my emotions need taken care of and I'm only half joking. Okay, I agree. I actually feel that way too. And we have a healthy relationship and, and that might be a bad thing. We have a healthy relationship, but I think it's hard because I think we are straight, I think. And I think men have a hard time being codependent about women. It's like doesn't come naturally to them. I'm going to keep codependent literature away from them and try to encourage them to worry about me. Yeah, just be like, (laughs) say shocking things. Maybe I should send a picture of my cat scratches to my boyfriend. Maybe not. (laughs) And see what he does. To start out with highbrow, I watched a great documentary called Boys State. It's on Apple. I don't. Oh, I love that. Boys State is so good. I I loved uh, Steven. Steven. But then there was another boy. The really macho one, Rob. No, no. Um, He was like uh, he was like queer and. Oh, Renee. Yeah, Renee. I love Renee Renee. is wearing church glasses. He is both a 17 year old boy and also like a 65 year old man in church. Like he's literally crossing his legs, wearing small glasses and he's holding the room with so much authority and so well. And it's a very good documentary and it gives me a lot of hope, which at first it didn't because you see a lot of Trumpy kids, but then you see kids who inspire others. And it's really phenomenal. I I really appreciated it. And again, it gave me hope. The other highbrow I would like to recommend is a book I'm reading by Rob Delaney um, called A Heart That Works. And it is incredible. It's one of the best books I've read in what feels like years. And it's about him and his wife. And what I'll say, because it it actually kind of is heartbreaking and I don't want to, it's about him and his wife. I'll say going through the worst thing a parent can go through. 
But something that it left me with is, first of all, you're both crying and smiling through the book because it's so much about, you know, the horrors of humanity, what some people in this world have to go through, but it's also about helpers. It's about, you know, the beauty of nurses. It's about how some friends can show up. It's about how family can show up, about how a parent can show up for their children. And and what I wanted to say, which it really affected me because Rob Delaney is such an evolved person. It's not like he's normal or completely healthy. You know, he's gone through serious depression. He's gone through alcoholism, which he talks about, but he really works at being a parent and being a husband during the worst, again, the worst thing someone can probably go through. And it really makes you think about relationships. And as I was telling Devin before we started recording, you know, uh, I really want to get married. I really want to find my person. And a lot of times when I think about that, I think about all the happy things I want to share with someone. I want to go on a honeymoon. I want to plan a wedding. And I want to share banter. I want someone who makes me laugh. I want all of these happy, good things. And I think something that we forget, which is not romantic or not as romantic, is we need to find someone who we will maybe go through the hardest parts of our life with. And as Rob Delaney puts it in his book, in a relationship, you only coast downhill. You have to really work on it. It's constant work. And he talks a lot about showing up for his wife. And and in the first two seasons of his television show, she basically threatened him with divorce because he worked 14-hour days and he wouldn't come home and she was raising two kids under five. And so it's a lot about partnership. And I think that's something to look for is someone who is awake. And what I mean is that someone who is completely awake, you do not want to date someone who's half asleep or half there especially, and Devin and I have talked about this a lot too, especially when nothing hard is going on. You know, like we would talk a lot about people who we would say like, you need to go through something with people. You need to see what the relationship is made of and not because it's fun and you don't have to push them into that, but we need to see how someone shows up for us. And how someone reacts to us when they're going through something hard too, I think. Totally. Why don't we start with your midbrow? Okay, well- you're looking at it. I'm looking at it and I'm scared. My midbrow is is getting a cat. OK. And I, I think some people might say, oh, that's not highbrow. Like, that's not like amazing. No, it's not because it's really <laughs> with all the positives comes a lot of negatives. So it's positive that this is. I OK, so I adopted a kitten. His name's Cookie. He's the cutest thing I've ever seen in the morning. I wake up, I look at him. I think this is my child. I love him. He's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And then by about midday, that's sure. when, I, when I wake up, he's very cuddly. He meows. He's, he actually squeaks a lot, which is really oh, cute. Love. By about midday, he becomes possessed by a demon. And he, for example, will leap onto my back, claws out, and and just hook right into my skin. And just laugh. And just, and just laugh. Like well, he also, yeah, he has this look on his face like, what? Like, I, I look at him like, I cannot believe you just hurt me the way you did when all I do is care and love for you. And then he looks at me like, like, what do you expect? I'm a wild animal. And as I said to, okay, now he's trying to sabotage my career by playing with the wires of my headphones. I will say, I told Carolina that most of the time having a cat feels like being Bethany Frankel on Scary Island where I'm just like, go to sleep, go to sleep. Because he chooses the moments where things are supposed to be winding down to, to, like I said, become possessed and start like running all over the place. And so it's like, 
there's so many highs and there's so many lows that I would say having a cat is mid. And I would say that is my recommendation for a mid lifestyle. That being said, it's also so easy compared to having a dog. I like can't comprehend it. Like you don't have to take them out and they clean themselves and they like know how to be like house trained immediately, which is weird. So yeah, that's the vibe. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm sorry for you. I mean, I think you're dealing with like a puppy. I can only compare it to having a dog. And I think that, you know, one of my dogs, Mr. Rogers, again, my problem child who I initially um, got because they're supposed to be good um, emotional support dogs, which is laughable. It's laughable. Mr. He, Rogers. He needs more emotional support than any dog I've ever met. Than any dog I've ever met. Remember once we walked him down the street and he just barked at literally everything and you looked at me and I'll never forget it because you've had so many dogs and you said, I've never seen anything like this. Well, also when your mom, I thought you were going to say when your mom asked me to hold him, like, like he was a baby, like, like he's he was like, a baby. Oh, I have to go do something. Devin, do you mind holding him for a second? And I was like, wait, it's what not is happening, but it's not, not an infant. <laughs> But no, no. she's literally like he needs a lap. He needs to be rocked. And she's not wrong. That is exactly sometimes he scratches at things. If we're not holding him, he's he's going to be four. I mean, there's no one like this animal. I am nervous in cars. So, again, one of the reasons I got him was because they're supposed to be good emotional support dogs. I thought, you know, I'll hold him. He'll console me. Mr. Picks up on emotional energy to the extent that when we are going to merge onto a freeway, he cries. He shakes and cries sometimes to the extent that I'm holding him. It is the craziest thing. I've never even seen a dog do that. I'm like, this is the dog that I asked to yeah. show up for me. He, he makes it about himself. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> and he's the only man I live with. Mr. He's called. Mr. Hmm. He's called. <laughs> and Mr. We call and, him. And him is his name. Capital H-I-M him. I want you. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. 
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I, um, for my midbrow, would like to talk about, speaking of him, Prince Harry. Ever heard of him? I love the meme that's going around where people will put like the picture from the front of his memoir as like them, like finally telling the truth. Like someone tweeted, like <laughs> me to the HR director. I, I have loved this job. Thank you. And then it's like me on Glassdoor and a picture of Harry from the cover. It's so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I started his book as a sample. I got it um, on my, uh, I read it on my phone. I got it from the Apple library and I, I, I always start with a sample. I read that sample. Like I gulped it like a glass of water and then I immediately pressed purchase. It's one of the more pricier books I've read probably because it's breaking records with sales, but it was $17.99. Wait, let me ask you this. Let me ask yeah. you this. What was the sample? Like what did they choose as the, the they always sample? choose the beginning. So it's just oh, okay. the beginning of the book, but by page I'm crying because he's talking about Princess Diana. And I'm just an easy crier. Like sometimes I cry telling a story, like retelling a story to someone else that I've read. So I've I've already cried talking about the book. Okay. But he's listen, his ghostwriter, even the New Yorker was like, this ghostwriter is very talented. I've compared the book to open book and that you're reading it and you're like, this is incredibly enjoyable. I would say at times surprisingly insightful. I am looking for a partner that's as obsessed with me as he is with Meghan Markle, like texting her obsessively because he's running late. Camilla, as Devin and I have suggested, is a hoe. She is really the villain. And he doesn't even say like, this is the bad person. But for instance, I want to give a few highlights. He begins talking about, of course, his dad basically immediately starts dating Camilla after Princess Diana's death. And and it's heartbreaking because there's actually a lot of love for his dad in this book. Like, I was expecting him to just completely villainize his dad. He really doesn't. Like, he talks about good memories. And it's it's mainly more about how much his dad struggles emotionally. And he even references the fact that his dad was bullied mercilessly in school to the extent that his dad still has a teddy bear that he had as a kid that's, like, falling apart. And was he bullied for the sausage fingers or for being mm. a royal baby? I think for being a royal baby and, and, and with love, he looks like a nerd, you know, like he's just a nerd. Um, but yeah, he's mercilessly bullied. He says that he barely survived. And so his son seems to have some compassion for him. And he even says about Camilla, he says, we wanted our dad to be happy, but we begged him not to marry her, which is heartbreaking. And after what those kids have gone through, you're like, yeah, don't get married. Just like be with this woman. But he says she was after marriage and the crown immediately. So he says, of course. Yeah. So he says they have, she holds like a special tea with both him and William separately. And this is where we want to go. Fuck you, Camilla. You're a hoe. After her tea with William, where it's just her and William, they read press articles 
with details from the tea that are pinpoint accurate. Yes. And so both him and William are like, wow, there's only one person this could come from and it's Camilla. And a lot, and that happens frequently. And both her and Prince Charles are obsessed with press coverage of themselves. Like they really want to be out there. And so even when Kate Middleton becomes kind of like, I mean, remember she was like famous when she came out, everyone loved her and everyone wanted to know about her. And and she was the one who was like, she's just a regular girl. She drives herself. She wants to do her own makeup for her wedding. Like she's not a normal girl. She's a cool girl. Right. She does some event one day and Camilla and Prince Charles publicist team finds out about it and they're like, oh my God, she cannot do an event the same day and she better not get like pictures taken of her. Like it's crazy. And so there's obviously this jealousy. He lives with his dad, Prince Harry, like into his twenties at one of their, you know, many castles. When he moves out, Camilla changes his bedroom into her dressing room because she's a hoe. She's a hoe. Because she's a hoe. And I am just, I mean, there's also, as my sister pointed out to me, she was like, well, I um, have never liked her since the tampon thing. And I'm like, oh no, what's the tampon thing? I don't like want to know this. And she was like, well, there are tapes, uh, which by the way, a huge invasion of privacy. And, and, you know, God knows men don't know how to like sex or talk about sex where Prince Charles talks about wanting to be so close to her. He wants to be like a tampon. Inside Bro, of her. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember vaguely. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, remember, I remember vaguely hearing about this somewhere, but I don't. I don't remember where, but yeah. somewhere. Did, somewhere did a guy tell you that, and you're like, "Oh, I remember hearing that from someone else." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard. I heard that when I was on the. You apps, actually I, told me that when we first became friends. <laughs> no, when I was on the apps, yeah, someone someone used that line on me, and it worked. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So, of course, he falls in love with Meghan Markle. This is another thing, and it's another reason why I'm like, you guys, I don't think she was clout chasing. He's the one who reaches out to her. And he asks her to come meet him at his house because he, like, can't be seen anywhere. And she's like, I'm not going to your house for a first date, which I'm like, wow, you have so much more game than I. I would be like, what's your address? Exactly. I would be like, like, Ubering now. At your house because I'll be coming from the airport. I'll be like, oops, I I have a duffel bag with me. He's like, wait, why do you have, like, (laughs) all of your belongings on the wall? (laughs) (laughs) um and there's something that the 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 sweetest parts about him i like when he's like boring and he's like i'm an agoraphobic which everyone who listens to this pod should know that i'm agoraphobic as well so i'm like oh my god we could have done this together yeah um he's like i like to fold laundry and watch friends He's obsessed with friends. That's like one of like the like nerdiest. That's things a about big him. red flag. Yeah. Well, I guess in Rob Delaney's book, he's like Brits love friends. Like they're obsessed with friends. Well, it's also like one of those things where, for example, I was looking at this Bravo Liberties Instagram today and she posted that she had a boyfriend and I clicked on the boyfriend. He was like a DJ. Naturally. And I, was like, I was like, ew. I was like, what? He's a DJ. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess like she's a Bravo celebrity and she works at a club. So it's like that makes sense for them. Same with Megan and Harry. It's like, OK, he's not funny. She she's texts love wins and he watches friends. And so yeah. in, in a lot of ways, pe- there's someone for everyone and people are meant for each other. That's so true. So I love signs. I love like psychic, like, woo. Oh, I stuff. thought you meant the M. Night Shyamalan. So adventure. back signs by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the connection. And so I just wanted to say, I love signs. Joaquin Phoenix, best performance in years. Okay. Great twist. Um, 
he talks a lot about how close he feels to Diana, like during the Megan relationship, which I find very moving. For instance, the first day they start texting, they text like all day, all night, the next day, all day. And he's like, it was my mom's birthday. Like the first time we started texting, which I love. I find very beautiful. Okay. It's like a little bit disturbing though, given the one clip I did hear of the audio book that was went around on Twitter, which was him saying that like he used this cream for his for his his tudja. penis. Yeah. That was and his it, mom's cream. Yeah. And he like thought about her smell. It's like, ooh. I don't know if he's conscious of like weirdness. I I don't know. He mentions his penis a lot. For whatever reason, it doesn't bother me, probably because I'm an overshare myself. And no, and, but like, I just we, mean like the, the mention of the, the mom, mom reference, in, yeah. In close proximity to the penis reference. Sure. And we'll get into that later with my lowbrow recommendation, by the way, but go on. Oh, great. Your penis cream. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> it's actually what I did for my frostbitten vagina. Um, <laughs> so he talks about meeting Meghan Markle and he's just obsessed with her. And Chelsea Devantes, who runs, of course, the Celebrity Memoir Book Club podcast, talks a lot about how he's like obsessed with her looks. I'm OK with this. Like, I don't know if it's because I want a guy to be just like obsessed with me, but he remembers things to being like, we went to this party and Megan was wearing shorts with fishnets. Like I'm okay with a guy remembering details like that. I don't care. I like like someone remembering my outfit. I don't know if that's ever happened in my life. That's never happened. I don't think it's happened in the history of the world. I think it is book worthy. So um, they obviously get married. They have a beautiful boy and then shit starts hitting the fan with the family. And it's all weird. For instance, Megan and Kate at first are getting along and then at an event. And this is where I'm like, Kate, like, cool it. Like, stopping obsessed with, like, being the quote-unquote queen. Times have changed. Megan <laughs> says, oh, I forgot lip gloss. Like, can I borrow some of yours? And Megan, Harry says, like, looks so disturbed, but, like, hands her lip gloss. And Megan does what you do, where she, like, puts them on her finger and rubs them on her lips. And Harry goes, like, in his head, he's like, oh, no. Crazy. Then, after a bunch of tension, they have kind of, a meeting to wave the white flag and they're sitting with Prince William, Kate. First of all, he's, he gives us Kate and Meghan Markle's text messages, which I couldn't enjoy more. I'm like, thank you. We, we really need this substance. And it's like very passive aggressive and it's all about the wedding and like bridesmaids dresses. And that is worth much more than 1799. I will say, I know I'm like to read someone's private text message, please like hand the phone over. Sign me up. It's like, you know, a friend once said, do not hand me your phone. Like your phone is not safe in my hands. Like yeah. I, I, I need your content. I need, I, I need I, to search my name in your phone. Uh, both you and I are the same too, where I feel like I don't care if I'm not involved with the gossip. I don't care if I don't know these people. I need your stories. I love your stories. So yes, I, I am that way. Prince William, Kate, they sit down with Megan and Harry and Kate says, which I think is insane. She goes, Megan, you owe me an apology. And Megan goes, oh, my gosh, for what? And she goes, you talked to me about my hormones. And Megan's like, I did? What? When? And she and then Megan's like, oh, my God. And it was when they were on the phone together during the wedding, during wedding preparation. And Kate couldn't remember something. And Megan goes, oh, it's probably baby brain because Kate's pregnant. And Kate was like, you had no right to talk to me about my hormones. And then this is when I'm like, and, and Megan goes, well, I just talked to my girlfriends that way. And then Prince William wags his finger at her and he goes, we don't talk about stuff like that in Britain. And <gasps> she goes, kindly get your finger out of my face. Ooh! And I was like, 
salivating at the mouth. I was like, the only thing wrong with this scene is that I wasn't there. This is a classic example of like someone thinking they're accusing someone else of being weird and real revealing how fucking weird they are. Like she said, yes. baby brain. And she's like, you're speaking about my hormones. Like, OK, sick freak. No, I'm not. I'm not even thinking about that. To be like as frigid as being like, you owe me an apology. Yeah. is also something that you're like, you're being weird. You're being weird. I don't you're know what's weird. going on, but yes. you're, you're a weirdo. Like that is so austere and weird and awful. But wait, let me ask this. So. Is Kate going to be queen? Like, what's yes. the what's the order of operations? Prince Charles someday, spoiler alert, will pass away. Uh, He's like oh, king, technically. Okay. He's king. And like okay. Camilla, because she can't be queen because there was divorce involved. It's like queen consort or something. She's not like, like, there's an asterisk. I don't think she's like a queen. But uh, I don't think she's a queen. I think she's a hoe. I think she she's wants to be a queen. She can be. It's queen hoe of hell. <laughs> Oh, it's Queen Ho of the Universe. And if she wants, she can roll over the other hoes because she's the biggest in the world. So we'll you want that. an empire? You can have Hades, bitch. You <laughs> so, actually you can't because isn't there like a queen of Hades too? Hera or something? Anyway. Yeah, Hera's got that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. don't get sorry. me started Talk on to Hera. mythology. I could just go on for hours. So, yeah, and there's just so many instances, even Prince William, even during all the drama, he's calling Harry being like they leaked something about Kate, like so much is going on. And it's always the source is always Camilla and his their own father. It's crazy. So, so much also absurd stuff happens. For instance, he's about to ask his grandmother for permission to propose to Megan, which he's already like, this is so weird. And like the, the you know, the firm or whatever told me I had to. And he's like, what do I do if she says no? Thankfully, she says yes. But it's like, everything's awkward. Like, when he asks his grandmother, he goes, I was told I have to ask you for permission. And she goes, then I suppose I have to say yes. Oh. And he's like, wait, wh what? Like, he didn't. He was like, I didn't say anything because I just wanted to take her yes and run with it. But what do you mean you have to? Yeah. And during this period, Prince William doesn't know or maybe does, but hasn't been told by Harry that he's going to propose to Meghan. And they're driving. It's William, his dad. And Harry and his dad says to him, like, how's it going with Megan? And they're such a weird relationship that Prince Harry was like, I was so grateful he asked. And I told her it's going great. And Prince Charles says, well, I just want you to know I can't afford to take care of you guys. Like, I can't afford to give you any money. And Prince Harry is like, what? Like, what is going? What do you mean you can't afford to, like, take care of us? Like, this is my job. Like, that's you. You do take care of us. That's why I'm like a royal. That's what I do. And this, of course, comes back when they leave to go to Canada and their security is taken away from them, which I think is crazy. And thank God for Tyler Perry um, and the money that Medea has made for him because he took care of them for like weeks. All right. This is another thing I don't understand, because, again, I tried to watch The Crown. I felt bored. Likewise. Feelings are facts for me. So I moved yeah. on. So do they not have money? I don't understand. They do. The crown has a bunch of money. They are very rich. They're very rich. Um, oh. and, and they get millions. They present things like they he presented like a charity that he wanted to start. And the firm will grant him money based on his presentation. But so why did he have to borrow money from Medea then? Because they cut him off completely. Like he was like me and Megan would be up at night thinking about how to pay for security. And he was like, we looked into one firm and it was six million dollars a year. And like they don't have any money all of a sudden. They inherit money eventually from his mother because his mother was very rich. And so she left them an inheritance. 
I mean, it sounds so ridiculous. It's $30 million, I think, was about. He didn't mention his book. They mentioned it in um, the Oprah interview, I believe. But even that, like, you can't pay for security that's $6 million a year. Like, you'll run out of your money, which is crazy. But they're also getting threats all the time. People know their address. People were, like, approaching their gate. It's all very creepy. I mean, it's very sweet to hear how happy he is with Megan. I'll say that. He's like, when he talks about reuniting with them, he's like, it was delicious to like reunite with my family. Mm. Mm, I know you don't like that word, but I just thought it was very sweet. And I, I really am rooting for them. And I think that Prince William sounds like the most miserable person alive. And he looks like the most miserable person alive. That is true as well. That is true as well. If you're looking for a book, if you're even, I've never been like that much of an Anglophile. I'm not really interested. I've, my sister would like wake up to watch the Prince William Kate wedding. I was never that interested. But if you're looking for a drama, you will find it in this book. He really does say a lot. He's talking, you're like, will your family ever forgive you? You talk a lot. He starts the book with a fight that him and Prince William have. He ends the book with a fight him and Prince William have. But I also think, that there seems to be jealousy between the couples because it does not look like, it does not sound like Prince William and Kate are happy. I think even just seeing them, you can see that Meghan and Harry have like a lot of sexual chemistry. Totally. And I just don't see that. You know what it is? It's basically like the White Lotus. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's the White Lotus couples. Like the one looks really happy and are like constantly fucking and the other one are like miserable and frigid. But I think it's time we move on to lowbrow. I want truth. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, 
of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. All right, well, if you're looking for lowbrow, you know where to come because not only do I have a TV in my regular TV area of my apartment, now that I live by myself, I also have a TV in my bedroom. And do you know what that means? I fell asleep last night to 90 Day Fiance, The Single Life. And I fell asleep to season two. <laughs> the franchise is so huge. It's the umbrella has widened. So it's really it's the umbrella is the size of the United States of America. And that's where all the characters in The Single Life happen to be. So, yeah, I fell asleep to season two and I woke up in season three and I'm like, wait, where is Big Ed? Like, why is he gone? Big Ed. Oh, my God. Big Ed is gone. <gasps> is he the one who the girl is like, get me my red makeup? No, that she that was that couple was only on like one season. I think that was really that was something else. There is this girl, Natalie, who I'm fucking obsessed with in season two. She's in season three also. And she goes to um, she goes on a date with a guy and he like. <laughs> She gets there and and he's drinking Red Bull vodka, which which honestly, that is not the same as just like someone no, no, no. drinking. That, that's that's like, a that's a that's an eighth date drink. That's that's an eighth date. If the date is to a like DJ Polly D from the Jersey Shore yeah. show. Um, and so she's like, oh, what are you drinking? And then and then he's like Red Bull vodka. And she's like, and I won't try to do her Ukrainian accent because I just don't want to embarrass myself. But she's like, oh, OK, well, I'm not a party girl and I don't want to date a party guy because I want to have children. And that's what I need to be thinking about right now. And she like starts crying, basically. And then so I'm like, wow, that is really bold to cry about wanting to have children in response to someone ordering a drink on the date. And then he it works. He gets up and he's like, I'm going to exchange it for water. And he exchanges it for water. Now, it didn't work out between them because then on their on their second date, he took her to a turtle hospital to see uh, it. to see injured turtles because she used to have a pet rat that she had to give away. Or no, she said it ran away. OK, she's like, it wanted to be free just like me. I'm like, OK, I don't know. So Where did you that. find it? Question I don't think mark. you can put a rat. You can put a domesticated rat outside, but whatever. So they go to the turtle hospital and he like he like briefly touches the small of her back. And she cries. And again, it is like, I don't like the American mentality, carefree mentality where you just think you can touch whoever you want, which I actually was kind of like, okay, that is fair. And so she broke up with him, whatever. So that's not even my recommendation. I'm just saying this happens every time I do lowbrow. I I end up recommending like eight things because everything I watch is lowbrow. But anyway, I recommend that. And then I'm not even totally certain that I do recommend this. And it makes me sad because I've been I've been looking forward (laughs) Guys, January 15th has been on my calendar for months, ever since I saw the first trailer for TLC's MILF Manor, because I love, for example, TLC's I Love a Mama's Boy, which is a TV show about men who are mama's boys and they're in relationships. And I love Smothered, which is about women who are too close with their mothers. TLC has done great with motherhood content for me, but... January 15th has come and passed, meaning the premiere of MILF Manor has come and passed. 
I watched it immediately when it was available on the TLC app. And here's what I'll say. First, I celebrated because they're doing the the same thing they do on all dating shows, which is introducing the contestants. Like, you know, in The Bachelor, they'll like show them in their hometown, walking around, leaning against a tree, whatever. And this is all women in their 50s, like at the golden age. And I think, oh, my God, that's actually cool. Like women at this age are getting a dating show that actually rules. And I'm happy for them. Okay, but slowly they're introducing these women and they're all saying, I have a son and they'll they'll show photos and the sons are all in their 20s, adult men. And the trailer for the show said there's a huge twist at the end. And someone had jokingly tweeted the twist is going to be that the people they're dating are all their sons. But I didn't think that was actually going to happen. Unfortunately, the show unfolds like if an M. Night Shyamalan movie revealed itself in the beginning. Like if 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 in Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis was like his skin was decaying and he smelled like rot and everyone was like, you smell like a dead person. That's how obvious it was. It was like every single woman's like, and I have an adult son and I love to date younger women and I mean, younger men and I have an adult son. And you're like, all right, so it's just going to be their sons. Sure enough, they reveal it's their sons. And again, I'm like, all right, well, okay, okay. Like I wish it was something different, but I think I can still enjoy this. Like whatever. There's some entertaining stuff. There's there's a woman who is named So Young. She's from South Korea. So her name is quite literally So Young, like S O Y O U N G. But the amount of times she makes that joke, like she's like, "No, really. My name is So Young. No, I'm So Young." It's like, "Oh my god, shut up." Then there's a woman named Charlene who's like so clearly like you should not have come here she's like recovering from grieving that her daughter died and she's like crying oh my god she immediately starts like her voice she's like get me a camera (laughs) yeah she uh, immediately when they're like doing her intro her voice cracks and she's like i think um this is my time to find love and she's like talking about wanting to come out of the darkness she's like i'm hoping there's some light on the horizon here i'm like okay you need to seek medical attention and not be here then there's a girl she obviously charlene by the way like immediately freaks out and is like i think i'm not as pretty as the other girls like i'm not as attractive do you think i'm the least attractive one here i'm like there i go there i go there's me there's the me of the group but for the grace of god i go (laughs) (laughs) there but for the grace of god i am not charlene and then there's like a super religious one who's like god has something in store for me here i'm like okay well it's incest and i'm I'm sad that that was part of God's plan, in your opinion. And you're not unlike a lot of cult leaders we've heard of on Netflix true crime series. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a woman named Kelly, K-E-L-L-E, who Uh-oh. thinks she's going to be like the villain of the show. Clearly, she she comes in and immediately starts saying, like, where's the fantasy suites? We're going to fin-. I'm like, they don't even have that here. That's the bachelor. She's like, who's going to the fantasy suites with me? And she keeps saying winning like as if it's like still 2010. She's like winning, so dark, winning. I know it's really upsetting. It's like, it's such a thing that if your mom did that, you'd be like, mom, come on. Like, no, 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 no. We need to talk. Not winning anymore. So, and obviously her son is like the creepiest, but like then, so, and he's like annoying, but then you like feel bad for him because it's like, this is his mom. And so whatever. So quickly this show becomes so disturbing when Again, at first, I'm like, all right, maybe it can still be entertaining. And then they're like, okay, it's time for a challenge. 
The challenge is the sons all stand there shirtless and the moms feel their bodies and guess which one is their son. That is absolutely obscene. I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is like hearkening back to the Swan era of reality TV where it's like you look back and you're like, how did that happen? Like, how did executives approve this kind of like abuse to be shown on television? And that's what this is. So it's like I I actually kind of don't recommend it. But yet I had to speak of it because to quote Tyra Banks, I was rooting for you, Milf Manor. We were all rooting for you. And I will keep watching. But I think this is bad for people in general. Also, by the way, they share they all share bedrooms with the sons like they they have like they have like two beds in the room and Kelly K.E.L.L.E. one was like inviting men back to the room and her son's like no come on mom please and it's like okay this isn't like fun draw this isn't go to sleep go to sleep it's like i was hoping for scary island and you've given me something genuinely scary you've given me like the truth about nightmares what humanity is capable of and including producers i don't want to know about that i know the producers it's like i think tlc producers i want a reality show about tlc producers and the trauma therapy that they have to go through Well, to move on to other trauma, I would like to talk about Catherine Dennis and her departure from Southern Charm. So obviously this happened because Catherine Dennis is an active addict, alcoholic, and possible crazy person, possibly other stuff going on, because it sounds like producers just didn't want to work with her anymore. Talk about we were all rooting for you, by the way. Talk about we were all rooting for you. So I recently watched season five of Southern Charm. It was incredible. It was the breakup season, as um, Devin put it. I think I'm literally going to watch it starting tonight. Go ahead. It's such a great season. And the women couldn't be more empowering on this season. And Catherine Dennis is sober and she is speaking with clarity and like, a maturity that you are so grateful for. And it's the most profound emotional evolution I've ever seen on reality TV is Catherine Dennis from season one to season five. Yes. That being said, I know from watching trailers for the next coming seasons, I know from seeing behavior from the next coming seasons, it's like Cameron, for instance, is rooting for you. And then you throw her under the bus and start spreading rumors about her marriage in like a couple of seasons. And so you really see that there's going to be a downfall coming. And so I, you know what I did? And it's not necessarily honest, but I said, I am going to live in a universe where season five was the last season. I don't want to watch anymore. I'm going to live in this happy ending where at the end of season five, she gets her custody from her kids back. We know she's going to lose it again. We know that like, she's probably going to do because of possible drug use. We know so much. I'm not going to even say bad, but so much drama is coming. Like her lawyers quit on her, her, she got a like eviction notices. It's like, she's unwell. And it's honestly, I was like, I'm worried about her. I'm mean, talking about my codependence. I was like, I'm worried about Catherine. Like, what is she going to do? How is she going to support herself? I guess she's doing an only fans, which is very Denise Richards of her, but it's like, I'm worried about you. Like, I'm worried about how you're going to take care of yourself. I'm worried about your kids, which I've been since season one, you know? And I bidded you. I recommend season five. I really do. Because you, again, the girl power and action, it was around the time of the Me Too movement. You just, you really see it. Men are getting called out in public, which is a joy. It's a joy. It was actually 2017 because it was right after I had gone through like my first major, major breakup and nothing was more cathartic than watching that. But I think your choice is a very spiritual one to be like, okay, this is the end for me and I will continue to see it this way. 
And it's also a smart one because the drama is never as good after that season. It goes downhill. I mean, I think I can't remember if Thomas's girlfriend is in the season after that, too. I see clips from her where she like shows up to something. I don't know if she's in the extended season, but it's yeah. I mean, it's still not as good. So it's just yeah. But she's unlike any villain I've seen on reality TV. Did you watch the reunion where she's like lost so much weight? Oh, my God. It's like so fucked up. I'm it's so crazy. And one of my favorite like darkest parts is when we hear a rumor that Thomas and her went to a lunch where he threw food at her threw leftovers at her and they're like bring up when she gets on the couch and he's like we heard that he threw leftovers at you and she's like you you would expect her to be like deny it be like oh my god no he would never do something like that to me even if it was true but she goes like no he didn't throw them at me he was frustrated like it's one of the darkest things i've ever seen that reveals so much i i highly recommend that i i have been enjoying this season at potomac a lot of relationships between the summer house, winter house cast members and the Potomac cast are obviously being, I, I think it's all publicity, but I'll appreciate it. For instance, Luke and Ashley, even if it was just a hookup, I'm happy for her. Happy. And um, Dumois recently reported that Jason from winter house was seen on a date with Giselle Bryant. <gasps> Hot couple. Love. Hot couple. I love that. And also, I, you know, I, I always say justice for Jason. I don't understand why every girl on the show isn't trying to date him. He's so hot. I hated how he talked to Lindsay, though, about her miscarriage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was like, well, I think I should have been a part of the conversation. And she's like, wait, what? Like, I talked to you about it before announcing it. Did I not? And like, and he's kind of like, yeah. And I'm just like, wait, why are you talking to a woman this way about like a traumatizing event she went through with her body? It's just very weird to me and, and very attention seeking. You're like, oh, this is your storyline. And you can see how caught off guard she is. OK, you're right. All right. I'm convinced. <laughs> you're right. OK, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Um, Which? OK, which if you had to be on a Bravo show, which one would you go on? Such a good question. I actually would say. Southern Charm, because I think Charleston's really cool. Oh, yeah, and- I do like that city. And you can shake things up. I would be the only one who was like, I don't give a fuck what Patricia thinks about me. I think she's an awful person. Yeah. It's so weird how they all, like, really revere her just because she's rich. It's so hard because I wish I could say Roni, you know, 10 years ago. That's yeah. That's where I really want to be. That's where we want to be. But I really, I, I know that we, like, think we're drama because we love drama, but we're actually not drama. And we but I would be one of those people who's always a part of the conversation and always having opinions. I wouldn't be as sleepy as, say, a Robin. Well, it's interesting because I was talking about this with a friend recently where I was like, it's the housewives. The only difference between the housewives and us, I think all women talk shit about each other just as much as the housewives do. The difference is on housewives, they take action like they're like, all right. So now that we're having dinner, let's talk about it let's talk about it. Like they want to bring up the fact and they're like, so so so-and-so said this about you and they act on their resentments. They act on their fears. They don't pause. Pausing is not a part of the conversation. And I think that's empowering for us because we, we live this life where we, we talk shit, but but we're not going to do anything about it. We're just kind of, I know, but as I've said, that inspires me because I'm a person who's so scared of confrontation and you just need some in life. And I regret times where I didn't literally leave dinners 
and yeah. say, I regret I, times where I didn't say that is completely ridiculous that you just said that to me and walked away from a dinner. Agree. And I literally yeah. have one in my mind and it's, it's so crazy, but it's like one of my biggest regrets. My regrets are usually failures of kindness on my part, but they're also times where I should have been confrontational and left situations early. And I recently, uh, a friend of mine was at a dinner where someone said, you know what? She's being a huge bitch right now about another girl at a table. And the envy I felt like, I was like, oh God, I just want to be there. I want to be there. And I had to like, I was like, you're going to need to tell me moment by moment what happened. Yeah. Moment by moment. But I hope I stand up for myself one day in a housewife's manner, not in a milk manner. All I can hope for all of us is that we never end up in MILF manner. That's my New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution is not to be in MILF manner, but to be in breakup bunch, which is what the premiere episode of. No, I don't want to be in breakup bunch because then I'll be broken up. (laughs) Wait, no, you're like arguing with yourself. My resolution is to never be a part of MILF manner and to survive the wrath of my child, which is my cat. Yeah, with Cookie. Well, I wish you the best in that relationship. Thanks. I love you, Devin. Love you, Carol. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.